Hi, I'm Ann Faison, and this is Are We There Yet? Understanding Adolescent Grief. Today, my guests are a couple, Nancy and Eric, who I was introduced to through my sister. And I was really intrigued by their story because I don't know that many people who are partnered with another person who experienced an early loss. Um, personally, I've only dated one person uh, before who lost a parent, and that um, is probably because there just aren't that many of us. So I'm really curious how you guys met and how you feel those early experiences of loss played a part in your relationship. So, um, so let me just go to each of you um, and ask each of you to share how old were you when you lost your family member and what family member did you lose? So I'll start with you, Eric. Hi, I was nine years old when I lost my mother to uh, leukemia. Hmm. And what was the rest of your family structure? Did you have siblings? Where were you in the lineup? I'm the middle. I have an older brother. He's two and a half years older than I. And I have a younger sister who is five years younger than I. Mm. Okay. And then Nancy? Yes, I lost my father and my sister in a car accident when I was 13 years old. Mm. And then what other family members were there? I have an older sister. Um, she, my, my oldest sister uh, was five years older. The sister that I lost was two and a half years older. And I was the baby, mm. youngest, at 13. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so just to be clear, your, your mom and you survived the crash? Yes. Okay. And my oldest sister was behind us in the car, in another car. Right. Okay. So she survived too. Um, yeah. Okay. So my big question um, to start with is really, um, how did you guys meet and how did you discover that you each had had an early loss? I, I have a very old dear friend uh, I've known since uh, nursery school. And I would visit with him a couple times a year. One of those times of year was a New Year's Eve party. And um, Nancy would show up at the same New Year's Eve party. <laughs> and I was usually with somebody at the time. And Nancy was usually with somebody at the time. So we knew each other as friends uh, and traveled in that same group of people. I guess it was the New Year's Eve party of 1982. We both came to the party um, single. <laughs> Nancy brought a guest to the party. But otherwise... We were both single at the time, and I asked her out for breakfast the next morning. A bunch of us were going out for breakfast, and I asked her if she wanted to join us. Um, and that was the beginning of our relationship. And how old were you guys? How old were we? I was 21. Okay. You were 26 I and must a half. have been 26, right? Okay. And Nancy, do you, did he tell that story right? Would you agree with how you guys met? Yes. <laughs> It, we, it, it, it could be embellished, but that's the fact. Yeah. <laughs> and then how did, so did you both know that the other, did you know each other well enough to know then? I think the one, the person whose party it was who introduced us, he was, he was aware of Eric's loss, obviously. 
and and he was aware of my loss because I worked for him at a store in Westwood. Um, but no, Eric and I didn't know that coming into a New Year's party. No. Okay, I guess and we didn't know it in the first, first couple of years of dating. Did we have that conversation? I'm earlier? sure we, we did. did. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. However, it comes up just when when you get to know someone better, you know. Right. In conversation. Right. So it wasn't first date conversation. No. 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 So breakfast at ships did not include discussion of our grief and our loss. <laughs> but the but the guy, my friend that introduced us, as Nancy mentioned, had lost his dad a couple of years before I lost my mom. Okay. And our parents actually started dating. Oh. And a lot of my knowledge of mom died came from his mom because my dad was not very honest with us about how she had passed or the circumstances around her death Okay. and didn't really want to talk to the kids about it. It wasn't until I was 18 and I had reconnected with this friend and his mom really wanted to tell me how my mom had died. So it really came from her years after my mom's death. Wow, that's so interesting. I think there that happens a lot. Um, you know, we adults assume that children can't handle a certain amount of information or they don't want to tell the children for various reasons. Um, and you end up finding out a lot of details later. Um, yeah, by interviewing or talking to your parents, friends or other adults. Um, taking kind of a longer view of your relationship, you've been together how many years, did you say? Uh, we've been together 41, been married 38. Wow, that's a long, that's a good long time. <laughs> Congratulations. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> so you guys have, I'm sure, talked about your grief over the years. Do you notice that um, the age difference made a difference in how the grief played out through your different lives? I mean, because Nancy, you were... 13 and Eric, you were nine. Would you say that was a conversation you've had? You guys have had? I don't think we've discussed them, how we each came through it, but we certainly took a different path through it. Mm. I mean, Nancy, you made some that your fact that your family was Jewish. You didn't know until yeah. your dad's death. And you then decided to pursue the religion, right? I mean, was that? Um, when I when my dad passed and my sister, um, I wasn't told anything. I mean, I was in the accident, so I knew what had happened. But I wasn't, nobody thought anybody should go to therapy or have any, you know, discussion about it. My mom included. She just shut down. Mm. So I did find out that that my dad was Jewish and had come to the United States and his parents didn't want to raise him Jewish because of their experience in Germany. And I then went full blown into my religion and I went to Jewish, I went to Hebrew school. I got bat mitzvah. I went to Jewish camp. I wore a yarmulke for a while. I got very into it. And I think that was, and then I, I, I ended up after the accident staying with different families um who who actually gave me the love and the and the support that I didn't get 
from anybody else in my family. My mom was in the hospital after the car accident for nine months because she had shattered her leg. So I went from family to family and um, became very independent and, and learned to, to kind of make decisions about me on my own. So I think that's kind of the similarity that Eric and I have found, that, that we've had to do things on our own. Mm. Yeah. After my mom passed, my dad was probably 35 years old, and he had three kids on his hands, the youngest of whom was four. So he was a little taken aback by how to, to deal with this, supporting the family, going to work, and so on. So he hired women to come stay at our house Monday through Friday. We set up a room in the basement. We had a finished basement. And they would care for us Monday through Friday. Care for us meant preparing meals, really, uh, and getting us out of the house in the morning. Because otherwise, there was, there was no discipline. And Nancy's right. I learned to be independent. I spent a lot of time alone. And I remember my fifth grade was a very dark period. I don't remember a lot of my fifth grade, mm-hmm. but I but I just kept myself and just learned to be independent. Yeah, that's so interesting. I mean, it's it's funny that my next question was going to be about religion. So, did you have? Um, I'm so intrigued, Nancy, about your um, diving into Judaism and and sort of doing it on your own. And it sounds to me like, in a way, you were finding a connection, a new connection with your dad, um, who was gone. Is that fair to say? Do you think that was part of it? I don't know, you know, because my dad, we didn't practice Judaism. My dad, you know, I, I didn't ever connect it with my dad, but when I did find out then yeah, it was probably, probably that exactly is trying to have some, some family base. You know, my mom, was Russian Catholic, and she was like, whatever. So technically, I'm not Jewish in the eyes of... Right. Because you're not from a Jewish... Because I'm not from a Jewish yeah. mother. Yeah. Um, but we went and met with a rabbi. And, yeah, but I think you're right. I think it was a, a connection to my father, I'm sure. Um, yeah. No, that's a good point. Yeah. Like, at what age were, were you when you sort of started getting interested in that and getting involved? Right at, right at 13. Wow. So right away. So I got bar. Yeah, I got bat mitzvah at fourteen, right? Mm-hmm. I because I had a. It wasn't. I wasn't ready at thirteen. Sure. My mom was like, "Yeah, whatever you want to do." Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I, so I very early on, I kind of made these decisions for myself. Yeah. And my mom, you know, was fine with. It. She didn't get involved in it, but she was fine with it. So yeah. Right. It was interesting. Yeah. That's fascinating. And I do think um, religion can be so, I think that's really when religion can be almost most useful, or at least uh, very useful is when we're grieving, because it gives you um, a lot of structure around that. Um, Certainly Judaism, I feel like has a lot of structure around um, grief and death and how we kind of um, mourn people. So um, I know I didn't grow up with that, and I really felt that as a sort of a missing piece as I was trying to wade through my grief. Sure. Um, so f- this question is for both of you, and you can you can answer it um, separately because I'm sure you both have different answers. But were there older adults, sort of um, other parents or mentors, could even be teachers or your friends' parents who you felt um, supported you through your grief? I, I know this could be very subtle. It could be something as simple as, you know, taking you 
fishing or, you know, just being present in your life? Do either of you feel like you had that? I did. I had a piano teacher. I was taking piano lessons and um, she would come to the house, family friend, and I would take piano lessons. I didn't spend a lot of time playing piano. I remember spending a lot of time crying. And she was very supportive and, and did a lot of listening. It was more therapy than it was piano lessons for me. She was the one that stands out the most to me in that situation. Mm. And did you say that the piano teacher was a family friend? She was. I didn't know her uh, as a family friend. I knew when she started showing up when she was introduced to me. I don't remember seeing her in social circles at all. Um, mm. Although I think about it, maybe she That's wasn't so... there. But really, <laughs> she wasn't really a piano well, that's so great. I mean, I do think I have a funny uh, kind of stance on grief therapy or grief counseling with kids. And I do think like if you take a kid who's grieving and say, here, you know, go talk to this grief counselor, somebody they don't know. Um, it's a kind of an awkward situation for a kid and it can make them feel like, well, there must be something wrong with me if I'm supposed to talk to this person. And I love the idea of a piano teacher kind of being a stand-in for that because you had the excuse of, well, this is really a piano lesson. I just happened to be crying, but, <laughs> right. you know, right. I think yeah. that's such a great model. Yeah. So here in hindsight, I bet she was a plant. That's <laughs> um, probably absolutely. <laughs> so Nancy, how would you answer that question about? Um... Um, I think, I think, as I said before, well, my, my immediate family, my mother and grandparents, nobody, was there for me, you know, not, and I don't blame them. They just didn't want to talk about it. Right. And so I do think when I was living at these other people's homes and they were dear friends of mine and, and the mothers in particular um, really supported me and really actually talked to me about, you know, not even about, uh, you know, specifics of the accident, but just, you know, one one mother, I remember, she just used to always talk about my dad. She would always tell me wonderful things about my dad. And, you know, so they kept him alive that way um, instead of just like, let's not talk about it, which is my mom did that because she couldn't deal with it. And my grandparents didn't talk to me about it. And until years later, you know, I, I did have some conversations with my mother and my grandparents and and. You know, they it was what they were going through. They couldn't deal. So I think I got the support from other friends' mothers in particular. And at school, everybody was very loved, very supportive, you know, because I went to a very small school and everybody knew what had happened. So, you know, I was getting it, but it wasn't specific to, it wasn't any anything specific to the accident, but I did feel very supported. So That's so nice to hear that the, the small school felt like, safe and supportive that um yeah because everybody knew what happened i'm sure it's it's interesting to hear that too that you're because you were 14 i think a lot of teenagers in a way don't like that feeling of the extra attention because it can feel like too much attention did you ever feel that mm -hmm. way or not really no i loved it i love attention mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and i think you know at that time i was Literally, you know, I was I was not living in my home. I was living with other families, so I was pretty 
disjointed. And I would go and visit my mother every day at the hospital. Um, and so I just, I loved extra attention, you know, and I, again, it was very independent. I was very like, okay, I'm, I go to the hospital right after school. I go back and I take the bus up to these people's homes. And then, you know, we have dinner together. So it was very structured, which I think was really helpful for me at that point. I don't know, you know, what it's done to me in the future, but that's another story, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, what, the patterns we learned then, who knows if they're good now, but it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I felt very supported and I liked it. Mm -hmm. And so how much have you guys talked to each other about your grief? I mean, is it something that comes up a lot or is it come up more as you've gotten older? Like, how do you, how much do you know about each other's experiences? I think we're learning every day. Mm. I don't think we've had conversations focused on, let's talk about our grief. I think over time we have shared stories, but it hasn't been a, con a concentrated session. Um, I think, personally, I think, it's hardened me a little bit to the concept of death. Mm. I don't think I, I, I've known, I've lost a sister uh, since then. Nancy and I lost a child together. Mm. Um, Nancy's lost a sister. My oldest sister. Her older yeah. sister more recently. Mm. I, I just, and I think, as I said, it, it's hardened me. I don't, I don't feel let me say it this way. I probably mourned more than I grieved, mm -hmm. especially around my, my mom. Mm -hmm. um, I only remember one real incident of really ever, other than with the piano teacher, really crying myself to sleep, wondering why me, why'd she leave me? Mm -hmm. It was kind of the only time I really prayed as a kid, because I said as a, as a secular household, God wasn't an issue and we didn't talk to God. Mm-hmm. But I did that night, trying to understand the story. And I think in the subsequent deaths that I've experienced, it, it's been more of a mourning than a grieving. Yeah, how do I, you... I mourn their death, but I see, I, I see it as, a, as, a, as sort of just a, a, another step in life. Uh, it's a hard distinction to make between mourning and grieving. Yeah, how are you um, defining those two things? I'm interested. Yeah, not very clearly. Um, <laughs> no, but even just you saying that, I mourned more than I grieved. Like, what does that mean? What's another way you could say that that would help people understand the difference? I I felt bad over the situation, and I understood the loss of the person. But okay, let's move on. I see. So I think that was the mourning part, but I didn't sit in it and grieve. Yeah. So, for example... You know, sitting seven days, sitting Shiva, to sit in it, I didn't do that. I really moved on and became involved in what I was doing and doing the next thing and didn't sit there in it and, and, and wallow in the loss. Maybe I should have. Are you talking about as a child or, or, or subsequent losses? As a child, I definitely did not. Yeah. And in subsequent losses, I don't think I did either. I see. Yeah. I didn't visit Nancy's sister when she was passing, when she was in the hospital. Mm -hmm. I, That's okay, though. I think, um, I think the interesting thing about experience, for me, experiencing loss at 13 is 
you know, it's horrible. It changes your life. It really does. It's a different, you know, you're going in a completely different direction from one day to the next, in my case. Um, and and Eric talks about the hardening. I don't think, I don't see it as hardening. I see it as acceptance. And I see it as um, having lost somebody at a young age and Eric having lost his mother at a young age gives us something that is, I like to see it as a special strength that we can then use moving forward. I mean, that's, I've always thought that. I mean, uh, wanting to be, I do want to be in present in the loss, but not have it, you know, like be the end all. Because I know that from when I was young, I have had to move on from it. It doesn't mean you don't love that person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think it's, it's, uh, that's how I deal with the grief is it's like, okay, it's horrible and it's terrible as now, I think as an adult, having gone through it as a child is like now absorb it and move on from it. So it's, it's a little bit different than, it's not as harsh as what Eric said. And, and I think that people that have, have experienced loss at a very young age, I think that we have something in common. And I think whether Eric and I have discussed it in conversation, it does come up in our personalities because that's what I was saying. We are who we are because of where we've been. So I do think it makes us a stronger, gives us a stronger bond with each other. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, I think the, the, the durability of your marriage speaks to that. Yeah, when you've experienced loss, then you you know that you can't just say, oh, forget it, I'm going to go a different direction, right? I'm Forget it, I'm going to leave you because blah, blah, blah. You you know that you have to stick with it. And you want to stick with it because you, there's hope that there's what's the next thing that's going to come along and, and, you know, preparation for it, I guess. No, I love that. And I, you know, to speak to, I love that you called out Eric's, um, use of that word hardening. I, I kind of agree. I think it, another word to use would be strengthening. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we all grieve how we grieve. I really am a strong believer in there is no right or wrong way to do it. It's just a natural process. And I think on many levels, we know how to do it because it's just a natural part of us. But I'm more interested in like how it changes us. And I think um, it's really interesting that you guys feel like kind of, it sounds to me like an alignment because of that early grief experience, but you don't really need to like talk about it or, you know, it doesn't come up in conversation as much as like I kind of imagined it would. But I can tell you that in all the relationships I've been in, including my marriage, um, there's a, I do sort of feel that difference. Like there's a difference between me and my husband because I had that experience. It's a real, I mean, of course there's a thousand differences between us, but it's a kind of a particular kind of difference that, um, you know, I have to sort of account for sometimes. Yeah. So, but I think it is an unspoken connection to the fact that we both went through that at a young age and had that period of our lives following the loss where we did have to develop and evolve on our own to be able to survive. Mm -hmm. So I buy into the concept of hardening might not be the right word. Strengthening might be a better description, 
of what it's done. Uh, but I think it's, um, again, mourning and grieving, not really hanging on to it. I, I can acknowledge the loss. I can acknowledge mm. the death. And, and, and I feel bad about it, but I'm not, I, can't, I can't wallow in it. I, I tend to want to move on relatively quickly. Yeah, I think that when we were young, you know, that's what we had to do. So I think that's why now, you know, that's what we do because we know that that's how life is, right? It's when you have when you have these kind of um, tragedies as when you're young, it's horrible. I know people have said to me, "Oh my God, that's so horrible! How did you get through it?" And it's like, I, you know, what do you, you know, I got through it because I had to get through it. And so now we know we have to get through everything that happens. So it's, it is a strengthening. And, and I, don't, I think some people think, oh, my God, I'll just give up. And you just, you know, the reality is you can't do that. I think the hardening concept comes in because when she left me at nine years old, someone who I really depended on has left me. How can I have a longer lasting relationship with people today thinking, well, why, why won't they leave? My mother left. Why are these people going to stick around? Yeah, that is really interesting. And I, I definitely had um, trouble myself just like committing to people or going, you know, kind of allowing myself to really love somebody for a long time because I, yeah, same. I felt like that's dangerous. You know, that's a vulnerability that I was not willing to risk um, until I, you know, reached a certain age. I wonder if it has to do with me losing my father. You know, so I'm always, well, we we could go into this. And, and you, I know, and you lost your mother and Eric lost his mother. I wonder mm -hmm. if there's a difference in that, um, how we. I, you know, I thought of, I think about that too, but I also think we're all just so individual and there's just like, there really isn't a way to know what's what because yeah. there's so many factors, but. And I would argue you lost your mom too, in many ways. Yeah. It sounds like, you know, yeah. she really wasn't present for you um, at a critical time when you needed her. Um, so it's so interesting, but yeah, yeah, I think it's, we could, we could unravel it in so many different directions. <laughs> but, I, but, I would add, um, but I would add that I didn't have that hesitancy. Yeah. I didn't have that hesitancy when I met Nancy. I, mm. I did. I didn't hold. Yes, that was my next question. I don't, I don't <laughs> believe I held back in my relationship with Nancy when we got into the relationship. I I went into it much more open, I think, than I than I have with other relationships. Oh. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it was an unspoken connection to our past or not. Interesting. I wouldn't be surprised if the good friend that introduced us he knew our story. So, and, and I'm, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if I knew that Eric had, had, had a loss when he was young of a parent. And that might be true because he's often referred to, you know, we're members of the same club, right? I, I've heard him use yeah. that. Yeah. Before, yeah. Cause so. he lost his, he lost his, his dad. dad. Yeah. Right. Interesting. I love that you haven't really talked about that. It's so interesting to me because I, I did once date somebody who had also lost a parent and it came up in our first date. Really? <laughs> and yeah. And I mean, we were older. We were in our, uh, let's see, late twenties, I guess. Uh -huh. of us, but anyway. Yeah. Um, 
so can I ask, you guys have mentioned, um, you, you, you guys, can I ask a little bit about how what happened to you as kids affected you as parents? Did you have kids together? Yeah, we have two. We we lost a, a child, and we have two adopted children now. And so we've raised we've raised them from from birth. Okay. Okay. So our son, daughter, our daughter is twenty seven, and our son is twenty five. Okay. Um, I t- I could tell you that that my the fact that my mom wasn't present when I was young, uh, uh, I totally became the 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 latch on mom. So that totally has been something I've been working with. I, I was going to give my kids the mom that I didn't have. Right. So having, I lost my dad, but, I, but as you mentioned, you know, my mom wasn't present. So right. that's how it affected me. And like my dad, I went to work every day, went to the office, did what I needed to do, came home um, and participated in the, in the family goings on. So, um, any advantages you think there are to being in a relationship with someone who who also had an early loss? We've talked a little bit, but is there anything we haven't talked about that you would say has really been a big plus? I think more than the early loss, for me, it was experienced the loss of our child. We were six months pregnant when we lost that baby. Mm. I think it was the loss of each of our sisters. It's just that we've shared the loss and been through it together. And I think it has made us stronger having been through that. I think we, you know, losing the baby was hard, but we came out of it and it, we, it formed a bond between us, which we didn't have with other people, right? I mean, we had other friends who were, oh, I'm having a baby, I'm having a baby. You know, really, do I need to hear that from you? Kind of a thing. And, yeah. and, and Nancy and I... Nancy and I sort of bonded over that, not wanting to hear that and really spending more time with each other and really putting mm-hmm. ourselves together. I don't think it, we could have gotten to that point, though, to be perfectly honest. I mean, Eric and I, you know, 40 years, we've been through a lot of trauma, but I don't think we could have survived it the same way if we hadn't had early trauma in our lives. I think that, and I, and I don't, I, I, you know, our friend talking about being part of the club, I honestly believe when I meet somebody who hasn't had any loss in their life, I, I don't connect with them. So I do feel, and, it, and it's not like I go, oh, man, don't have me, you know, I'm too good for that. No, it, but there's a, I've noticed that there is something about people who have experienced loss. There's a compassion. There's something, there's something in there that I think, is you know is why Eric and I could survive the other trauma that we went through because we did we've been through a lot of shit excuse me but we have and I guess over time that's what happens but us more I want to say more than most um so I do think that, that there's a basis from from our early loss it's the hardening you connect it's the hard thing from us the strengthening <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. You know, uh, my husband and I lost a baby at six months too. So I feel you. Yeah. Um, And that really was, I agree with you. I think it really strengthened our relationship. Um, 
going through that. And, and we did experience it so differently. I think for him, it really was his first major loss. Mm. Um, and for me, my, my early loss with my mom was such a great, um, preparation, I would say for that, I just sort of immediately knew what I was in for and I felt very equipped to handle it. And it could be that that confidence I had helped him, um, to go through it, but we, we did it quite our own way. We, we had such different relationships to that grief, but we just gave each other a lot of space to, to do it our own way. Yeah. Yep. And I don't think you would know that. You wouldn't know that right. you'd been through it. So, exactly. and your husband is grateful to have you, you know, to go through it. Whereas people who have never had, never experienced it when they have trauma like that and, and loss like that, it can break their relationship. It can, yeah. I, I mean, there's so many stories of people sure. divorcing because they can't, can't get, you know, they just couldn't, couldn't stay together. So I, I totally think it's foundational, you know, and yeah. Not that I'm grateful for it, but I'm, you know, in our relationship, I think it's, it's, it's totally purposeful. Yeah. Whether it's yeah. related or not, when Nancy and I first started dating in that, that January of eight, 1982, I moved to, for work, I moved off the continental United States for work and Nancy came and, and visited for four months moved in and we became very dependent and reliant on each other. And I think whether that was a function of losing somebody at at an early age and now finding somebody that we needed to rely on and be with, it really, it created a strong relationship from, from, I think the beginning. Yeah. Mm, I love that. Well, this has been such a pleasure to talk to you guys. What, um, what a great model you are. Um, I'm sure, you know, you've modeled a lot of good stuff for your kids and, um, you know, sometimes we forget what good models we are, but it sounds to me as an outsider, like you've probably been great role models for your kids. Yeah, Yeah. I hope so. You know, and, 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 now that we're older, we're open and talking about it a lot more. So hopefully that, you know, that helps yeah. them as well. Yeah. And it's a, we're all, you know, we're all a work in progress, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Changes Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing all this history. And um, it's so fascinating to me. I never get tired of talking about this stuff because I always see so many parallels and, um, I love all the parallels, but we're all different and it, it really expressed grief expresses itself differently for each of us. And yet there's so much we can relate to. So in a way, what I'm trying to do, I think with this podcast is really bring more people into our club, you know, or at least open the door to our club so people can have more of an idea of what it is, because, um, I do think, you know, teenagers are all going through some kind of loss, um, you know, there's always something there's a teenage being yeah. a teenager is hard no matter what. And, um, you know, just for adults to understand more what it's like to be a teenager who's had a big loss, I think is really helpful for, for everybody. So I really appreciate you guys sharing your, yeah. your stories and your insights. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I was very excited to, to be introduced to you. It's a great, great thing. I yep. think. Thanks for having us. All right. Thank you guys so much. 
Thank you for listening. And if you like the podcast, please remember to rate and review it on all the platforms. And uh, special thanks to Josephine Wiggs for the music. This song, Time Does Not Bring Relief, is from her album, We.